Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The list of things that you can buy at the Chicago Reader store at chicagoreader.com. Things to wear like Chicago Reader hats, t-shirts, bandanas, and face masks. Things for your daily life like the Chicago Reader camping mug, Chicago Reader tote bags, and a Chicago Reader reporter's notebook. Things for you to read like our Reader recipes, the Chicago Reader 420 Companion, our Chicago Reader Best of book series from journalists Maya Dukmasaba, Mike Sula, Ben Jarofsky, and Lior Galil, the Chicago Reader coloring book, and the Chicago Reader stay home puzzle. Find the Chicago Reader store at chicagoreader.com and show your support for the nation's first free weekly news newspaper since 1971. Bonus time on the Ben Jarofsky Show. As I speak, it's Friday, October 13th. Mm-mm, yeah, just think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, 2023. And, um, you know, I always start a show with uh, some news from the newspaper that I think are really relevant and what have you. Uh, this is not news from the newspaper, uh, in between recording my uh, Friday show with Chris Scott, I urge everybody to check it out if you haven't talked national politics, uh, I watched the Chicago City Council debate on my phone. How about that, huh? Hey, millennials, I'm pretty cool, just like you are. I watched it on my phone, uh, and it was the debate over uh, older woman Deborah Silverstein's uh, resolution uh, giving support uh, for Israel. Uh, in its war against Hamas. We talked at length about this uh, on yesterday's show with Lior Galil. Uh, and uh, I will be interviewing uh, older woman Rosanna Rodriguez uh, tomorrow. And so you can hear uh, that. Uh, because as we all know, who listened to yesterday's show, uh, when uh, Deborah Silverstein first sent out drafts of her proposed resolution, she got an objection from older woman Rosanna Rodriguez who's saying, uh, well, I agree wholeheartedly uh, that uh, the Hamas slaughter of Israelis and Jews uh, is atrocious. I believe that this resolution should be more nuanced uh, and just sort of reflect the suffering that Palestinians are experiencing. Uh, And uh, so let's discuss. And Deborah Silverstein said, no, I'm not interested in discussing want the resolution to go as it is. Uh, And then uh, Deborah Silverstein took the uh, email exchange that she had with Rosanna uh, Rodriguez and turned it over to, I believe, the Chicago Sun-Times got the exclusive. Uh, And then so what the Sun-Times did and other outlets did, they ran a story uh, based on the email exchange and they didn't show you the resolution, which kind of like irritated me. We're about to have a debate in the Chicago City College. It's kind of like ties everything together. Like, let's just keep Chicagoans ignorant. <laughs> we don't even tell them, show them what the vote is about. 
and uh, Rosanna Rodriguez sent me a copy of the resolution and I read it. Uh, and even though, as everybody knows, I've been saying this over and over again, I was really just devastated uh, and traumatized by what went down, uh, the slaughter that went down last week uh, in Israel. I could not in good conscience support that resolution because that resolution was essentially giving unilateral support uh, to the Israeli government to do what it wants in retaliation. And that includes killing a lot of more innocent people, uh, a lot more innocent Palestinians, in particular in Gaza, bombing the hell of Gaza, uh, turning off electricity and water, uh, and just slaughtering more people in the name of because they, they think this is going to uh, end Hamas, which is it's just so absurd to me on so many different levels. Uh, but putting aside the political end of it and how unrealistic it is at achieving the goals that they say they want to achieve, I just could not in good conscience support uh, a resolution that was so open-ended in encouraging the slaughter of innocent lives. That's how I viewed it. Uh, and... Um, so apparently, uh, I'm not alone. There were uh, some aldermen uh, who spoke out. Uh, after, of course, the public hearing in which um, Palestinian supporters and Israeli supporters uh, yelled at each other. Uh, and um, welcome to Chicago, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and um, I thought the aldermen and the older women were, by and large, very uh, civilized uh, and respectful uh, in how they handled it. Uh, everybody that got up, no matter how they were going to vote, whether they were voting with Silverstein or against uh, the resolution, as I would have voted against the resolution, uh, spoke with respect for each other. So I have to tip my hat. I am wearing my bull's hat uh, to the aldermen and the aldermen of the city council. Uh, you know, I have a strange love for Chicago aldermen, alders, uh, which is... It's kind of hard to understand why I love them so much. My distinguished guest is smiling. She thinks I'm a little weird for loving them so much. Um, but then it was so classic, ladies and gentlemen. So classic and distinguished guest. You got to hear this one out. So after they all spoke from their hearts, pro and con on this resolution, the moment of truth came when they had a vote. Stand and be counted. And what did they do, distinguished guests? They had a voice vote. <laughs> Come on, Alders. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. I'm like, why a voice vote? Why not just, <laughs> I mean, who are you kidding? I mean, some of them actually spoke one way or the other, so you know their position, all right? Like, uh, for instance, Jim Gardner, the 45th Ward. I am sure he shocked a lot of people. He voted, he said he could not in good conscience vote for it because he has many Palestinian uh, residents in his ward and they're good people and they're not represented in the city council. So he didn't feel he could vote for it, even though, you know, he had tremendous sympathy for uh, Israelis who uh, the, the relatives of people who were killed. So, you know, we know how he's going to vote. And Raylo, we, you know, he's obviously uh, was very much in favor of it. So we know how he was going to vote. But when it came to the boy, they, when it came to taking the stand, it was the voice vote. I'm like, did they go to a voice vote so that some alders can say, you know, I, they could tell a Palestinian group, you know, I was against it. 
And then they could tell uh, a Jewish group, I was for it 100%. You know, if they didn't stand, if they didn't speak out, you never really know how they would have voted. <sighs> Chicago's City Council in action. All right, without further ado, I'm going to ask my distinguished guest to introduce herself. Uh, and that we are going to jump into the topics of the day, which uh, is very much related to what I just uh, talked about. So, distinguished guest, introduce yourself. I'm Ramana Hussein. I'm a columnist and board, editorial board member at the Chicago Sun-Times. Yes. And dear friend of the Ben Jarowski Show, every two weeks uh, she appears on our show talking about issues. Uh, I've got a feeling we're only going to talk about one issue uh, today, uh, Ramana. Who knows? Maybe we can segue into something at the end. Uh, you just wrote a very powerful uh, column, which has not dropped yet uh, in the Sun-Times, but I think by the time the show airs, it will be online. So I think you should be free uh, to talk about it without worrying and scooping yourself. Not that you would worry about that anyway. Uh, and it, it has to do um, with sort of uh, media attitudes in this country toward what's happening uh, in the Middle East. And so without further ado, why don't you take it away and explain uh, your point of view and what you, uh, the topics you hit on in your column. Uh, first of all, I just want to say that um, I understand that uh, the Middle East in particular, Israel is a very sensitive topic for a lot of people in this country. Um, you know, the creation of Israel is following the Holocaust um, in Europe, which was a devastating and very depressing uh, genocide of the Jewish people in Europe. And um, it, it was disgusting. And um, and then more controversy arose when uh, Palestine, I mean, Israel was created. Um, I am not Palestinian. Um, I'm not Middle Eastern. <laughs> I'm not Israeli, I'm not Jewish, but I'm Muslim. And so um, most Palestinians are Sunni Muslim. But um, one thing I think a lot of people um, make a mistake of is conflate um, Muslims and Palestinians because there's a significant amount of Palestinians who are also Christian. So people kind of interchange the, um, you know, interchange the definition of what a Palestinian is. And um, it's it's a lot more complex than people make it. And, and um, also, I think because of the different parties involved in this conflict that has been going on for years, like one side is mostly Jewish, and the other side is mostly Muslim. So a lot of people see it, you know, and obviously, it's in a religious location, there's, um, it's a, you know, has a lot of religious significance for all three monotheistic religions. But um, I think, I think with Israel and Palestine, um, there's different feelings about about it. And as I said, I'm not Palestinian or um, Israel, Israeli, but I'm Muslim. And so a lot of we've had a lot of members of our mosque, and I know a lot of friends who are Palestinian. And I don't want to be the one of those people. But I also know Jewish people as well of Jewish friends. And um, Sometimes it's a topic I can talk with my friends who are Jewish and sometimes it's not. But I, I you know, I've talked to my Palestinian friends about it and it's a very um, touchy subject for them, too. And uh, they feel like, you know, 
their families have been kicked out and they are treated like second class citizens. And I think in from all evidence I've seen, they have been, um, you know, a lot of people say um, that Israel in trying to set up this community and in defending itself has created um, a community, an apartheid state. And that's what a lot of people describe it as. And so um, these two groups have been fighting for years. And um, the latest, as you mentioned, was the attack by Hamas last weekend, where over 1,200 Israeli and foreign nationals um, were killed and 150 others were kidnapped. And um, obviously it was a very devastating situation um, for Israelis and and others, including the Jewish American community here. And there was outcry and it led to Israel saying, well, this is war. And then they started pounding Gaza and um, they said that they need to get rid of Hamas. But in pounding Gaza so far, I just saw the death toll is 1800 people. Um, there's a lot. The, there's, I think, 30 to 40 percent of that population is um, children are children. So there are a lot of innocent people that have died within this one week period. Um, I mean, we've lost, I think it's over 3000 lives within a week um, because of this latest um, fighting. And it's, it's a very depressing thing. And um, obviously we've covered this in the news because it is a topic that is affecting a lot of people in this country and in Chicago. My problem, even with the coverage, and I have brought it up at the Sun-Times, is that it has been very like, oh, look at the Jewish community, and they're very sad. And, and, I, and I respect that. I, I don't mind stories like that that bring that up. But then it's like the voices of the Palestinian-American community, which, by the way, in Chicago has one of the largest Palestinian populations outside of the occupied territories. It's like, for the first couple of days, there was like no voices, nothing about the impact that um, the Palestinian Americans here in Chicago are feeling. And it could be that some Palestinians don't want to talk to the press because they do feel like their, their, their voices are never heard. I did bring that up and I had an issue with a caption that was in our paper. Um, I know other people had, um, uh, there was at least one woman from WBZ who is Palestinian wanted a retraction. It basically was a picture of people in Munich holding a flag that I was told is a Hamas slogan, but I don't know. Some people say that, you know, I was talking to some Palestinians and I go, is it a Hamas slogan? And they said, well, you know, Hamas might use it, but other people do. And it basically said from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. And so I think, I, you know, some some Jewish people say that if you say free Palestine, that's anti-Semitic. I don't think it is because it could mean like, like give these people rights. But I know that's that's some of the narrative that's been out there. So this this caption basically said, um, had a picture of these kids um, holding up this flag, and it said that um, this is a rally held in Munich where supporters or pro, um, basically where protesters express support for the Hamas attack. Rallies such as this were held in Chicago as well. And I looked at that and I'm like, well, what is that? I go, first of all, 
I was told that the first line was taken from Getty and I did, someone showed it to me. It was taken from the Getty images from the wire um, photograph. Um, you know, I, the editors pointed out and I pointed out, like, I don't know what the motivation of those people at the rally was, but it's like, do you, when you go to uh, I stand for Israel rally, do you say, Oh, you support the carnage of Palestinians. And so I, I, and you know, some people, you know, look at the, you can conversely say to a lot of people, when people say Israel has a right to defend itself, it basically says Israel can do whatever it wants to kill and how many people to get what to get, you know, their, get their objection done. So I, 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 I did point that out. And, and between me and two other staffers from WBZ and the Sun-Times, we um, had asked for a correction. And then um, there was the city council resolution story that we did earlier in the week. And I said, that, and I saw that Alderman Silverstein had mentioned um, the resolution that was proposed today. And she mentioned how, um, you know, Hamas, you know, committed these atrocities, including the beheading of children. Now, that has not been confirmed. It is it is something that the IDF has says, but then their officials have kind of backtracked on that. President Biden also mentioned this. Um, he met with a couple of Jewish leaders on Tuesday and and he said that, oh, I've even seen the pictures of the beheadings of children caused by terrorists. And then what his spokesman later told reporters, that's not true. Um, we don't know if this happened and we're not confirming. Now, what Hamas did is bad enough, but it's nuggets like this, nuggets of misinformation that inflames the sensitivities of everybody involved. Um, you know, beheading, I mean, killing anyone is like a terrible, terrible, terrible act. Um, but the beheading is just um, like very symbolic um, about what you think of that person. Not to say that killing is any better, but it, it just it just caused more visceral pain, I think. And it kind of it kind of like I guess allevi- alleviates people's like you know maybe hesitation for like you know attacking or retaliating. And so you know we've seen this after nine eleven. It's like it doesn't matter. You're either with us or, or you're against us. And that's the kind of attitudes I've been hearing and seeing. And for anybody who is Muslim and lived through 9-11, it's like a lot of those feelings were just regurgitated this week in what we were seeing in the press coverage and what we were seeing from elected officials. It's like our voices, like after 9-11, I remember being really upset because I'd turn on the news and I'd see a bunch of talking heads all talking about what Muslims think and feel. None of them were Muslims. And um, when they did trout out a Muslim, it was someone that was similar to Candace Owens for the Black community. It was someone basically uh, saying what the average American wanted to hear about Muslims, about how we're all crazy terrorists and we need to be surveillanced. And uh, we can't be trusted. And it was really disheartening. And it was just like, hello, we have Muslims all over the place. And and I felt like, sadly, we had to, like, defend ourselves by, you know, people were apologizing. Like, you know, people from my dad's generation were like, everybody had to say they were sorry for this. And and after a while, it really disgusted us. We're like, why did we have to say sorry for something we didn't even do? 
And again, I, I am seeing this happen. You know, there's been um, Palestinians who've been on talk shows, um, Rashida Tlaib, um, the congresswoman from Michigan. Um, she was harassed by a reporter about whether she uh, condones the beheadings and rape of women and the killings of Israelis. I don't see anybody Jewish being asked if they support what Benjamin Netanyahu is doing. I have not seen anybody Jewish being asked to condemn what Benjamin Netanyahu is doing. So it's just kind of like that double standard and where Muslims and or Arabs have to kind of prove their humanity when they state their case for how they feel about certain situations. So I know a lot of Muslims in newsrooms um, throughout the country, we have a a chat group where all been kind of chatting and everybody just feels traumatized, not traumatized as much as the people who lost, um, you know, family members in, in Israel or the Palestinian territories. But it just, it just brought up a lot of feelings about what people think of us in this country and the way, the way um, Palestinians have been dehumanized just so it's easier for people to feel okay about attacking them. And it's just disheartening. And, um, and I know a lot of Jewish Americans and Israelis also um, condemn, or I shouldn't even say condemn because I don't think they should be condemning it, but I know they feel the same way I do. And um, they don't necessarily agree with Israel's government. They don't necessarily agree that retaliation in such a force is acceptable. So um, I, I know, I know it's like not everybody and it's not every American, but I just feel like with our mainstream politicians and our mainstream media, this is the message that's being sent out there. And so I, I did, I, I do feel a lot of them. It, a lot of these, it's, a, it's us against them. And I'm part of the them and I have been part of them for a long time. And it just feels really disheartening. And uh, it's sad that, you know, there's Israeli Americans, but there's also Palestinian Americans. And I, I just, I'm at a loss for words that this is where we're at in 2023. And, and what's happening overseas is, is just disgusting. And I have to tell you, Ben, I know we've talked about it a lot, but the resolution of course, anytime now, whenever the city council proposes a resolution that has a non-binding resolution that condemns actions taken overseas, I have to chuckle because when they proposed the India resolution condemning the right-wing Indian government's treatment of Muslims and other minorities and other groups, the resolution got bounced around the language got changed, the Indian consulate was consulted, and basically the the resolution ended up being like one paragraph of Joe Biden speaking it before a UN conference saying that um, it's wrong to treat people badly. And that's all he said. It didn't even say Muslims, it didn't say Christians, it didn't say um, you know, oppressed castes in India. It just said discrimination is wrong. And even that resolution did not get passed. And, and, and it was offensive to me because I'm a Indian Muslim and the Alder city council members who voted against it kept saying, well, we talked to Indians and they don't want this resolution. 
we talk to Indians and Indians, you know, we're, why we're, we're here in this country. Why, why do we have to like, we don't have to weigh in. This is a very, and some of them said, Oh, I don't understand. Okay. Wait, hold on. Let me just cut you off here. Uh, uh, Cause you were in a great riff, but I want to get to this, but I just want to set it up a little, uh, a little differently so that our listeners know the context of what you're talking about. Cause it's been a while since we had this particular conversation and it is, uh, amidst just uh, all the horror in the world, uh, and I know I'm like a lot of Chicagoans this last week or so. I just I wake up just feeling horrific, like oh, I can't I can't bear to read the paper, and God only can imagine what it'd be like to living in Israel or Gaza right now, especially Gaza at this day. Uh, it's it's pretty bad. So before we get to that, uh, the little bit of. Gl- Humor I get out is, is whenever the Chicago City, my beloved Chicago City Council, as I said at the outset, engages in any foreign policy issue, which I always take great delight in, uh, and how they kind of work that around into a Chicago thing. Uh, let me just go back to something you said at the outset. Um, I, I saw that picture uh, that was in uh, the Sometimes about the rally in Germany. I had like a couple of I'm like, uh, aside from the language, I'm like, why are you doing a picture of <laughs> Germany? Munich. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't know. I, look, look, you know, I love the bright one. I'm always giving them shout outs, Romano. Always giving them shout outs for their clever headlines, particularly in the sports page these days with the Bears. Um, but I'm like, I just don't get it. I don't know like, why there was like rallies in Chicago. It, it's a local story. You know, okay, there's, there's rallies in New York. I mean, why Germany of all places would you, I don't know. I don't know what motivated uh that the choice of locale is interesting for a chicago newspaper um but um what was the you, you said you asked for a correction um and was there a correction i i'm unaware of that yeah there was a there was a clarification the next day um if i grab the paper i can probably read it to you um uh, let me get it um so me i i didn't even write it just to just so people know they they don't think that you know i was the one who did it but i don't see it um it's probably from two days ladies and oh, no, just for the record uh Ramana Hussein has an yeah. actual newspaper me? in her hand okay yeah, yeah. She's going baby boomer on us ladies and gentlemen she has an actual newspaper in her hand uh and uh take it away yeah. Ramana. I can read it. And it's not baby boomer because I grew up reading a paper too. It's Gen Xers too. Well, not all Gen Xers because a lot of my friends don't read it. So it said editors note in Wednesday's paper, a caption about a demonstration in Munich characterized the protesters as supporting Hamas attacks and said similar rallies are happening around the world, including Chicago. We think it's important to clarify that there's a difference between being pro-Palestinian and pro-Hamas and don't intend to apply that Palestinians supporting Supporters who attended these rallies also support the violence. We continue to have these conversations um, as a newsroom to provide an informed and nuanced understanding of the international conflict impacting our local communities. And um, I, we had a millennial um, help us write the language. And so I actually, um, I they were asking me like what you wanted to say, and I and I said, well, you know, there's I happened to be in the office that day, and I'm like, you know what, I think we should ask the Palestinian reporter at BZ just what the correct language is because I don't want to, you know, 
mistake, you know, I'm not Palestinian at the end of the day. Um, I know how I feel, but um, I, I think that's more respectful. So we called, we called her upstairs and then we all kind of like, I, I was like, I was trying to get out of there, but we, we all worked on it and got it done. And um, I do, I do respect, I have to tell you, I do respect a lot of my colleagues in the newsroom. They were very um, receptive when we mentioned um, our objections. Um, but I, I, I still get a little disheartened when people just don't get it. You know, in, in this day and age, we talk about diversity and having, you know, both sides. And I, I'm not saying you have to have both sides in every issue, but this is something where there definitely are. It's one thing if we're living in, I don't know, some little town where there's nobody Palestinian, but, or, but I don't know if there'd be anybody Jewish in a lot of small towns either, but it's like, you have a diverse community. There's no way, like you couldn't, you know, you couldn't have like asked me or asked anybody Middle East, Middle Eastern in the newsroom about how we're feeling. And um, there have been other, you know, actually I have to tell you, there is someone who's not Muslim, not Israeli. She's a, a white woman at the Sun Times, and she was disappointed by the coverage as well, the initial coverage. And you know, we and this is something also that um, you know is disappointing. It's like you know there'll be a picture of like a rally, but then nobody from the rally is like talked to, you know, and so about what they're feeling. And so we did, they did do a follow up rally, and then they did talk to um, some demonstrators. But um, one of the things also after nine eleven, the only pictures people had of us is like angry Muslims who had like were holding a gun or like a knife and like you know look really vicious and so it's like it's just like the depictions that we use of people also it just dehumanizes certain communities and and, and you know there are obviously black Muslims but just the black community at large knows about this and um, I've always been someone you know I've always felt like an outsider since growing up because I am brown and I grew up in the 70s. Um, people did not know what Muslims were. They did not know what Indians were. People, if I said Indians, they thought I was Native American. And so I've had this journey where I've always felt like an outsider. But 9-11 just really sent the message that you don't belong here. And you, you know, we, and, and I think a lot of Muslims and Arabs have been trying sadly have to always try to prove their humanity to people in this country. And um, it's just kind of been an uphill battle since then. And, and I know a lot of people think it's only the Republicans, but it's not, it's the Democrats too. Um, during the 2016 debate with Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton was talking about why Muslims are so important to America. And she basically said that we're on the front lines of, ensuring that terrorism doesn't happen. I have to tell you, Ben, I don't have any friends who are terrorists. That's not what I do all day. I don't sit there and like intercept calls and, you know, try to stop violence from happening. Um, you know, my parents both follow the laws and they tell us to follow the laws. And, and it's just sad that, you know, this is what it's come down to all my, all my Brown friends, like even those who aren't Indian, um, they're always treated as suspects when they go fly. Um, and I've had a lot of friends who have, you know, you know, I have a friend who does doctors without borders work in the middle East. He always gets flagged and questioned. And it's something that, um, you know, I know as a Jewish person, you have your, um, 
you know, struggles. And these are just some of the struggles that Muslims have and Arabs have. And, uh, you know, situations like this just kind of bring those feelings to the surface. And it's it's been very raw. And I know Lior was on your show too. And I have to go back and listen to that. And I'd be, you know, I'd be really interested in listening to it because I, 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 I do respect him and I do respect his opinions and your opinions and your feelings. So, um, just, well, just, Lior, it's just I, been a- I urge everybody, if you haven't heard the interview with Lior Galil, uh, who, um, is a reader writer, so he comes on the show, we talk, we usually talk about music, uh, but he came on to talk, uh, in support of Rosanna Rodriguez, uh, in the debate that I alluded to at the outset of the show. And he did that as a person who has family in Israel. Uh, and uh, so I urge everybody to check that out. I'm going to go back to something, though, uh, that you were talking about, how when you um, raise your concerns with other editors at the uh, Chicago Sun-Times, they were sympathetic and they made the clarification. Uh, and and I, I the, the hope I have uh, is, <laughs> it's going to sound so naive, however, um, I I had hope when I watched the debate today on the Chicago City Council, and there was a moment, Romano, where Jim Gardner, who is the alderman of the 45th Ward, which is on the far northwest side of Chicago, out by O'Hare, uh, and Jim Gardner is part of the um, uh, the sort of the fraternal order police crowd uh, in the city council, uh, and uh, he's pretty hardcore, law and order. Uh, and uh, he got up and he said, with all due respect uh, to Alderman Silverstein, and with tremendous, uh, his heart goes out for uh, the people whose, uh, the families whose uh, relatives were slaughtered uh, in Israel by Hamas, he has to vote no. And the reason he was going to vote no, Ramana is that he has a lot of Palestinian uh, citizens in his ward, and they're good people. And he was getting almost choked up. They're like, good people. They're good citizens. And, and then he and then he was like, you know, when anybody talks about this, they always get a little nervous. And the Jewish people are good people, too. So he had to throw that out there. And I appreciated him for doing that. You know, like, it's not like, it's like if you say something nice about Palestinians, that doesn't mean you don't like Jews. And if you say something about, nice about Jews, that doesn't mean you say something you don't like Palestinians. A lot of my, uh, my dear beloved allies on the left, particularly the ones of the white persuasion on the far left, they're a little, always a little nervous to say something nice about Jews because ugh, they may hold it against me. <laughs> may not look like I'm woke enough for Palestinians. But anyway, you do not. You can say something nice about Palestinians, and it doesn't mean you have something against Jews and vice versa. But he got up there, and you know what, Ramana? You know what that told me, Ramana? That said, as more Palestinians move into Chicago, and you already pointed out it has one of the largest populations uh, in the country, and more get involved in city in politics. There are no Palestinian Americans on the city council. That may change. No, there's, okay. no, there's no Muslims either. That he made that point, by the way. He made give Gardner credit. He made that point too. Uh, wow. Yeah, Jim Gardner standing up for the people. Uh, <laughs> I have to do, um, lives matter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the police the point, department. The point is, is yeah. that, and and as. Uh, it's like things will change. So that that editor, those editors listen to you guys and they changed it. I don't even know. Go back to when you were a, a rookie reporter in the Sun Times, if that would have happened. Okay. When you were uh, baby Romana back in the nineties, uh, working for the bright one, I don't know if 
they would have made that or would even listen to you on that one. So I believe things will change as Palestinians, Muslims enter new arenas for them. You know what I'm saying? And let their um, voice be heard and be respected in a way that maybe they haven't been in the past. Your thoughts? Yeah, and and I was going to say that it's it's funny that you mentioned Jim Gardner. Um, I was working on my column, so I did not get a chance to watch um, the city council um, hearing on this resolution. But um, somebody um, in our, our WhatsApp group had mentioned how the police department put out a statement how they are, um, you know, protecting synagogues and mosque in mosques in the wake of the of the uh, attacks. And somebody laughed and said. Who thought that the CPD would be the one to mention the attacks and actually mention Moss, unlike some other people? So um, we thought that was pretty funny. Um, um, but so um, it's one of those things where I do think there'll be changes, um, but I, I think they're not happening fast enough. And I did get hired at the Sun-Times like post 9-11, like October 2001. Um, so Wait, you were you weren't working at the Bright One in the 90s? No, 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 no. I was at, I was at City News in the 90s. But, um, you know, it, there was a lot of, I mean, there's a lot more, there's a lot more people trying to understand. But even in newsrooms where people like think of themselves as liberals, um, I just heard a lot of ignorant statements about who Muslims are. And you should have seen the columns that were getting in the paper. I mean, we had, uh, I just remember um, Abdin Palish, who doesn't, who works for Susanna Mendoza now. He just told me, he's like, just don't look at our editorials, especially when we talk about the Middle East, because Palestinians are just basically terrorists. And and so, yeah, that has changed. I mean, they're, they're basically, I saw some editorials that were written at the time. And um, when you, when they mentioned uh, Palestinians, it was just synonymous with terrorists. So I guess that's changed because I'm on the editorial board and I won't let that happen. I just hope that newsrooms, like I don't have to be reacting to stories. Like I, I, I hope that our leadership like learns that, you know, this is like a no brainer. Like when there's like a situation involving Israelis and Palestinians and you have a large Jewish and Palestinian and Muslim community in Chicago, you reach out to everybody. You just don't like stick with one side because that's who Joe Biden is like on, on, on the side of, you know? And it's, it's, so it's, 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 it's disheartening that in 2023 that we're still in this space, but yeah, there's changes. I don't think they're changing as fast as I would like them to, but it's, it's like a, a turtle's pace, but there are a lot more changes. Um, than when I started out in the nineties, um, in journalism. So there, there is, and I think there is more of like, people will listen to you. Like, you know, you say something and, you know, people will be like, okay, but, um, there's, there's still a lot of ignorance out there. And I think anybody from marginalized community will tell you that, but, um, I, I do think it's, um, getting slightly better. And I, I do have hope for the future. I try to be hopeful, but, Every time I, I always tell um, Mick that I used to have a lot of hope. I don't anymore, given the last couple of years in this country. And um, I, I always say that stuff that's happening in the United States and stuff that's happening in my parents' homeland, um, India, 
is is just such a disappointment. <laughs> disappointment. And these are the countries that I'm, you know, I'm American and I, I identify strongly as Indian. And both of these countries have kind of broken my heart in different ways. And it's it's a it's a sad situation. And um, you know, I, I I always try to stay hopeful because I have nephews and nieces, and I want them to live in a better world and where people try to understand one another and. I, I always say that that's something that we hope is is in the back of people's minds when they see someone or come across someone who's a lot different than them and who have different experiences than them and at least try to listen. And, and you know, I, I, and I probably don't agree with every single Jewish friend of mine um, when it comes to Israel, but uh, I do have friends, um, including you, where I can talk about it and um, express my feelings. And I think that's a good thing. And I think we should be able to talk about these things, even if we dis- disagree on matters. And um, I just hope, you know, the lines of communication stay open. And I don't agree with the city council <laughs> resolution that was passed. I, d- I wish I could watch um, what was said, but I, I do agree with um, Rosanna Rodriguez and um, her proposal to add the clause about the Palestinians. I just think that it just made sense. And um, I, I can tell, I, I have no problem saying that I totally agreed with her when she said that. And I don't, I don't understand why it's so offensive to include that within a situation that's happening in, in the Middle East. And I think the fact that there's a division and somebody doesn't want to add that just shows what kind of division there is overseas it's just reflective of the problems there it's like no my pain is stronger than your pain and that's what i feel like and that's that's what makes everything upsetting about the the whole discussion about the situation there where okay this happened and now this other group is being attacked and let's i think the voices are being a little more amplified but it, it i don't think it's as I don't think the Palestinian voices are as amplified as they should be. All right, very good. My pain is stronger than your pain. Yeah, that's pretty profound. Uh, and um, yeah, people want every everybody wants to see the humanity in them, and they don't always want to see the humanity in somebody else. Uh, and that's uh, that's a very uh, sad but true point. We're going to close it here on a little uh, optimistic point. Uh, I will say this, I'm just going to add, take this uh, moment to add a little editorial aside to the advice that Abdel Palish gave you uh, in 2001 about sometimes editorials back in 2001, not today, uh, but back in I would have told, I would have said, don't read any of those editorials, especially editorials of Mayor Daly. Oh, we love you, Mayor Daly. <laughs> That was the Sun-Times back in 2001. Oh, Mayor Daly, the sun rises on you and sets on you. Abbott, you should have told her not to read those editorials. Sorry, Ramana, I just couldn't resist. Um, anyway, thank you, Ramana, for taking time to talk to me. Uh, and I urge everybody to check out her column, uh, which by the time you hear this will be uh, either in your newspaper, that if you're a baby boomer or certain uh, Gen Xer, uh, will be on your door. Uh, and uh, otherwise, you can, of course, like the rest of you, read it online. All right, that's Ramana Hussein. I'm Ben Jarofsky. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.